You're listening to the Empath Insights Podcast, and today I am talking about the hard lessons I learned as an empath. Hi, I'm Rachel Hudson, and I help empaths and highly sensitive people just like you Learn to thrive and work with your natural gifts so that you can get your power back and embrace the beautiful gift of being an empath. Hey, everybody. I'm so glad to be back with you guys this week. And I really want to talk about something that some lessons that I learned the hard way (laughs) as an empath. So after years and years and years of struggling as an empath before I even knew I was an empath. I'd say that I've learned so many valuable lessons along the way. And like many of us, I like to learn the hard way, evidently. (laughs) So if you want to thrive as an empath, you'll need to learn some of these lessons at some point in your empath journey as a highly sensitive empath. So let me save you some time and a lot of headache and even some heartache. After all, I want my hindsight to be your path forward. So today I'm just going to jump right in and start talking about it. Here are some of the hardest lessons I had to learn as an empath. Now I had to start to learn to set some very smart boundaries. I had gotten myself into this exhausting cycle of saying yes to things that I needed and really wanted to say no to. I just didn't know how to do it. I was always like, well, sure, I'll do it, right? I had to make choices that were really the best for me. Instead of giving in to people who really weren't there for me or would only show up when it was convenient for them or if they wanted something. I know I'm not the only one that has experienced this. And let me tell you, friend, putting yourself last will make you feel overwhelmed and frustrated and exhausted. Now, I got to the point where I was saying yes so much that I started to like get really frustrated and kind of mad because I was saying yes to people. And then I was kind of getting mad at them because I said yes to them because I couldn't figure out how to say no in a kind way. And the lesson that I learned was that I had to make choices that were uncomfortable for me, but they were also really the best for me. And in the long run, they really, really helped me. And they also helped enhance my relationships. I realized that this was so important when I finally, finally, finally gathered the courage to say a firm but kind no without adding all the fluff around it or telling little white lies or little fibs on why I couldn't do things. It was a no. It's, it was uncomfortable in the beginning because I felt like such a meanie. But then I was like, no, no is a complete sentence and you really don't want to, nor do you have the time to put someone else's needs in front of your own. And it felt really selfish. 
in the beginning, but in the long run, it has paid off so much. Now, one of the difficult things um, or a difficult part was that this also meant that I owed it to myself to stand in my power and have never really been that great at it. And the truth was, I had the power to make my own decisions all along, right? I just didn't trust myself enough. I just never really spoke up until I was kind of, you know, like you feel backed into a corner finally, and then you're kind of probably not the nicest person about it. That's what I kept doing. And this was this repetitive cycle that kept showing up for me in my life. And I did not like it. I was like, something has got to change. And now, now speaking up really surprised some people and it even upset a few people, I must say, but it worked. Now, why did it upset people? Because I was making changes that really kind of threw these people off. They were used to me saying yes, used to me going, yeah, let me drop everything and, you know, sort out your situation. But I actually took, you know, I'd had to get some courage, but I had to make the change or end up feeling exhausted and burned out. So that was the first thing I did. I had to set some smart boundaries, okay? And it took a while. It didn't happen overnight, but you know, here I am setting smart boundaries in my life. Who would have thought at 50 years old? Now, the second thing that I did, I meditated on a daily basis. Now, some of you already know that I've been meditating since the late 90s, and I'm also a certified advanced meditation teacher with David G. But I never really understood the complete benefits until I stopped meditating, right? (laughs) Why would I do that? You know how it goes. You meditate for a few days and then you meditate for a few weeks and you start feeling good because it's working, right? Then you stop because you don't feel like you need it anymore. You're like, no, I'm cured. I'm good. I can just live off the interest. Well, you can for a little bit but you're not really cured, right? You always need the meditation. Now, what was difficult was this loop that I was going to get my, or that I was getting myself into. I would feel bad. So then I would meditate. I would meditate for a really long time. Like not like hours and hours, but days and days and days every single day, sometimes twice a day. And then I would feel good. And then I would stop because I was cured. And then I would repeat this, uh, this exhausting cycle, which was self-inflicted, right? (laughs) Now, what made the biggest difference? Consistency. It was really that simple. So I meditate every morning with my dogs. My dogs have trained me because I've trained them. I make my coffee. I say, come on, guys, let's go meditate. And they just march in there into my meditation room, which is my office. And on the days that I'm late, they just stand at the door waiting for me to come in and meditate with them. So I have a lot of support from my dogs. Isn't that nice? So if you are ready to start meditating, I want to remind you that I have some free meditations on my website. I'd love for you to check those out. And there are different types of meditations, visualizations. I also have a meditation for pain relief. If you are struggling with any kind of physical pain, 
It's called The Body Fades Away, and it's really, really nice, and I think you'll enjoy it, especially if you're struggling with a little bit of pain in your life. So that was the second thing I did. I meditated on a daily basis, and I'm still doing it to this day. I haven't missed a day in probably, oh gosh, it's been several months, probably almost a year now. So number three is I changed my mindset around exercise. Yeah, exercise. Now I love to move. I love exercise. I really, really love it. In the past, I probably, you know, I probably had an unhealthy relationship with exercise at some point, overdoing it, pushing myself too much. I was doing it for probably aesthetic reasons. Okay. Other reasons, food related, the the little cycle that we get into with exercise. But when I incorporated yoga into my daily routine, I'm also a yoga teacher. I've been practicing since 1995. I've been teaching since 2004. The benefits of yoga felt immediate. It was something that I'd never experienced before in my entire life. Certain pains that have always been there were slowly subsiding. I felt this like calm, relaxed energy that I'd never experienced before. Now, these days at 50 years old, I love exercise for different reasons. It helps me with anxiety. It helps me with depression or seasonal depression. It also helps my creativity. I have so many ideas when I do yoga, it's like my brain is free. And so sometimes I even have a little notepad by my yoga mat when I'm practicing, because I just, it's like a flood of ideas come into my head. So trying to do exercise or doing exercise for, for a new reason, it feels amazing. So just changing my mindset around the exercise has really, really helped me thrive as an empath and as a sensitive person. So this combination of smarter boundaries daily, not just when I need it, but daily meditation and daily movement has really helped me thrive as an empath. So instead of wasting time trying other things that don't work, (laughs) like I did for so many years, I hope that this podcast episode has been helpful in getting you from empath overload, right, to feeling so much better. And if any of these resonated with you, or if you have any questions about what I talked about in this or any other episode on the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me. Yes, I still respond to all my emails. You can email me at rachel at rachelkhudson.com. Please check out my free guided meditations on my website at rachelkhudson.com. Well, I hope you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Please be kind to yourself, say nice things to yourself, and be kind to others. And I will see you next time. Bye, everybody.